0: Listen, we're starting into a new series this morning. and I want you to turn over with me to Psalms 103. We're going to get into a new series called Divine Benefits. You do know that there's benefits in serving God, yeah? yeah. yeah. You know, there's benefits in serving God. Uh, you know, every time I pray, I pray and I thank God for saving me. And When I pray, I thank God, if all you ever did for me was save me, that will be more than I ever deserve. And when I thank God for that, I, then I thank God for not only did you send Jesus to die for me, to save me, but I thank God for all of the things that Jesus died to give me access to. All the benefits. Amen. Because we need to know that there is benefits in serving God. Amen. I, I say that because not everybody that says they're a believer or a Christian believes that there's a benefit in serving God. You do know that, don't you? There's a lot of people out there, a lot of Christians out there, good people, who will say that, that, that all God did for you was save you. That there's no, no other benefit in serving God. In actual fact, what they believe is that when you become a believer, you lose benefits. Okay, you get salvation. Brilliant. More than we could ever ask for or deserve. Great. But they say that that's it. There's nothing else for you. In actual fact, when you get saved, when you come into a relationship with Jesus, you now lose all the fun things. You can't do any fun things anymore. Anything that gave you joy, anything that gave you pleasure, now you have to give them up because you have to suffer as a believer. (laughs) I don't believe that. Amen. I believe there's benefits in serving God. And those benefits are designed not to take away from you, but to add to you. Amen. You getting me? Yeah. You see, people think that because, you know, the enemy is a liar. Right. And when you receive Jesus, the enemy will make it his business to trick you into thinking that, uh, that you serve an angry God. A God that's mad at you. A God that's looking at you and everything you do and judging everything you do and, and, and declaring that's wrong and that's sinful and don't do this. And, and, and people believe, even though they're believers, that they serve a God that's, that's ready to put sickness on them that's ready to put uh, um, pain and suffering on them, that people believe that they serve a God that wants to see them in poverty. They believe that they serve a God that's watching them all the time, ready to take their salvation from them. I don't believe that, amen? That's not the kind of God we serve, amen? We don't serve an angry God, amen? We don't serve a God that's mad at us. We don't serve a God that's judging your every fault, amen? Glory to God for that. Because Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 30, He said, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Listen, we as believers, we are meant to be the freest people on the planet. Amen. We are not meant to be the ones that's going around bound up, afraid to do this, afraid to breathe, afraid to... We're meant to be the freest people on the planet. Amen. Because that freedom that Jesus came to win us is a freedom to, to... Usher us into doing what God has called us to do. Amen. 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 Christ came to set us free. Amen. Amen. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. Church, there's benefits in serving God. And, and, and we need to learn about them. Amen. Amen. And many of us would take a job without first asking about the benefits. You'd ask about the benefits, you'd, you'd want to know. This job that I'm taking, is, is it, is it a, a full-time job or a part-time job? You'd ask that, wouldn't you? you would. You'd want to know that. You'd want to know what the rate of pay was going to be, wouldn't you? Okay. Are you going to give me 5 euros an hour, you're going to give me 15 euros an hour. You'd want to know that, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd want to know, is there, is there a pension in this? And what holiday benefits do I get? You'd want to know, is it night work or is it day work? You'd want to know those things, wouldn't you? You'd want to know do you get a discount yourself if you happen to use any of their services. Or You'd want to know these things. So none of us would take a job without first finding out what the benefits are. No one would invest in a project if someone came to you and said, hey, listen, I have this great idea, this great invention. We can Come and invest in my project. And no one would invest in anyone's project without finding out what the project was. And without weighing up the options, is there going to be anything in this for me? Or am I just going to be throwing money at you and and never see a return? You wouldn't invest in it. No one would enter a competition without finding out what the prize was. Or would you? I don't think so, amen? Nobody would. No one would enter or buy a scratch card or no one would enter any kind of a competition without knowing what the prize was. Everyone wants to know What's in it for me? What these benefits are? And this is why a lot of people, a lot of good, good Christians, don't talk about the benefits of God because they believe that if you talk about the benefits of, of being in a relationship with Jesus, then you're trying to sell Jesus too. That you should get saved because. And that's not the case, amen? That's not the way that Jesus won salvation for us, amen? 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 He won salvation for us and in that salvation became benefits, Amen? We should never ignore those benefits. Psalm one hundred and three. We're going to talk for the next few weeks about some of those benefits that, that we have and are entitled to because we serve God. It says in Psalms one hundred and three and verse one it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Forget not all his benefits. Even in the Word of God, God is telling us, don't forget the benefits. There's a lot of good, good Christians out there that, have, that never look at the benefits of serving God, even though God has told them not to forget the benefits. Amen? Amen. Who forgives all your iniquities? Amen. Praise the Lord. Who heals all your diseases? who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. These sound like good things, don't they? They sound like benefits, don't they? Well, if you're one of those people who believe that the only benefit you got when you said yes to Jesus, his salvation, then you need to read Psalms 103. And you need to read it again. And you need to read it again. Because it's full of benefits in serving God. Amen. And if you decide that, you know what, I I, I don't think there's any benefit, me serving God, is salvation. Well, then you're not honoring God. Amen? amen. And you're not honoring Jesus who gave his life for your salvation and for the benefits. Amen? 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 Amen. What's David saying here? David's saying that we need to bless God. We need to thank God. And we need to remind ourselves in blessing, in thanking God, that there are benefits in knowing God. Hey, listen, if your dad was Bill Gates, would you think there's benefits in that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And no matter who your dad is, there's a benefit in you knowing who your dad is. And yeah. your mom, because they will bless you. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. It's their job to know. And we as children, and when we, were, when we were children, we used to go to our parents and when we needed a pair of shoes, we said, hey, listen, I need shoes. I need this, I need that. Maybe more nowadays, it's I need this and I need that. But they go to their parents knowing that it's the parents' goodwill to bless the kids in as much as they can. But we know, kids, you know that as much as your parents want to bless you, our God, our Father, wants to bless us even more. Amen? Amen. Amen. And he has greater resources. Amen? Amen. Today, I want to talk about the first one. And the first one is probably the most important one, and that's divine forgiveness. Divine forgiveness. When we come into a relationship with the Lord, the first benefit we receive is forgiveness. Divine forgiveness is when God removes all, all of our transgressions. Verse 10 says, He has not dealt with us according to our sins, praise the Lord, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him as far as the east is from the west so far has he removed our transgressions from us i want to teach for a little bit today bear with me this morning there's a difference between iniquities and transgressions and we need to know this difference and that's what i want to talk about this morning for a few minutes there's a difference between iniquities and transgressions or sins. It's important that we know what the difference is. And I'm going to take a few minutes this morning to explain it. Iniquities is the inward motivation that drives us towards sin, transgression is the outward action to sin. Do you get that? Okay. Iniquities is the inward motivation, okay. transgression is the outward action. The word to transgress is not a word that we use in our everyday English today. It means to trespass or it means to step over a boundary. We all have stepped over boundaries in the past. Someone will tell us, hey, listen, don't do that. What's the next thing we do? That. Amen? That's a transgression. When someone tells you, don't eat the last biscuit, it's mine, and you decide that you want it anyway and you eat it, then that's a transgression. Amen? You've transgressed their law. No matter if someone lays down a law and tells you that you are not to step over that law and you step over that law, that's a transgression. Iniquity is the thought. Transgression is the action. Iniquity is in the heart. It's the thought. It's thinking. "Hmm, You don't tell me not to eat that last biscuit. I'll eat that last biscuit if I want to eat that last biscuit. That's iniquity. But you might decide out of fear not to eat the biscuit and transgress the law. But iniquity was there. And iniquity had you thinking that I should do it. Iniquity is the attitude on the inside. Transgression is the action. And that's on the outside. Lust is in the heart. Adultery is the action on the outside. Iniquity and transgression. Yet they're both sins. And we got to realize that they're both sins. Be- Today, because like in Jesus' day, there was this teaching going around from the Pharisees that said it was okay to look but not touch. They were saying, in essence, it's okay to window shop. It's okay to have the bad thought. It's okay to, to look at the woman. It's okay to have the bad thought, to think that, you know, I'd like to break his neck. But if you don't break his neck, then you're not sinning. That's what, that's what they thought. But an actual fact to have hatred in your heart for a brother is a sin. Just because you don't go and, and act on that doesn't mean there's not a sin. It's a different, it's iniquity, it's, it's in, iniquity. It's in, it's in the heart, it's an internal. Transgression is when you actually outwardly sin. We have this um, island at home. It's out in the middle of the kitchen. It's kind of, it comes out from the counter, it's right there, kind of, it's in the way. And I don't know how many times that we've walked into that kitchen or walked out of that kitchen and walked straight into the counter. No, not straight into it, Glanced it. And every time we walk in and glance the counter, we get a bruise. Get a bruise. There on your hip. Somewhere there. Depending on how tall you are. Every time. A bruise is an iniquity. It's on the inside. It's not on the outside. There's no outside wound. When you're chopping vegetables and you chop too close to the finger and you chop the top of your finger off, that's a transgression. That's an outward cut. Amen? You can see it. It's there. It's bleeding. It needs a plaster. A, a, a bruise is on the inside, but a wound is on the outside. There's a difference between iniquity and transgression. And Jesus said, both are sins. The thought is a sin as much as the action is a sin. Matthew 5 and verse 27 says, You have heard it that it was said of those of old, 'You shall not commit adultery.' But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust after her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. You see, the Pharisees said it was okay to look, that looking wasn't a sin. But Jesus said, Yes, it's an iniquity, it's an inward sin. Iniquity is on the inside, transgression is on the outside. So, with that mind. Let's look at Isaiah 53 again. And it says in Isaiah 53 verse 5, it says, But he was wounded for our transgressions, and he was bruised for our iniquities. He was wounded for our transgressions on the outside. He was bruised for our iniquities on the inside. Isn't that amazing? A bruise is always on the inside. A wound is always on the outside. Amen? There's a difference between a wound and a bruise. But here's the thing. Jesus removed them all. Amen? That's good news, just in case you didn't know that this morning. (laughs) That is good news. (laughs) Psalms 103 tells us again in verse 12, it says, As far as the east is from the west, so has he removed our transgressions from us. How far? as far as the east is from the west. How far is the east from the west? Now you can get out your Google Maps there and you can try and measure it if you want, the distance from the east to the west. And some people say, when they look at the globe, it's some distance from there to there. But if you, if you really are as smart as I am, <laughs> you'll know that from the east to the west is infinite. There's no distance from the east and the west. They never meet, they never come to a point where the east ends and the west starts. Amen? Amen? Because we live on this sphere. You know that, don't you? It's a sphere. Alright, it's not flat. It's a sphere. Amen? So there's a distance from the east to the west. Or there's no distance from the east to the west. It's infinite. And that's how far our God has removed our sins from us. Infinitely. Amen? As far as the east is from the west. Glory to God. That's good news. Amen? Amen? here's the thing a lot of us think that God has this massive big filing cabinet up in heaven and every time we sin another piece of paper gets slipped into this filing cabinet and we believe that uh, a lot of us that when we sin and when we go and ask God to forgive us that, that God goes up to heaven and he he pulls out the drawer of this filing cabinet that's our drawer and he pulls out this really long drawer and God goes okay You ask forgiveness for this sin that you committed today. But you've done this sin twice in January. Three times in February. You've done it six times in March. April is off the charts. It's 15 times in April. (laughs) May, we're not even going to talk about May. And here you come again today. And you're asking me again today for forgiveness for this sin. How many times? That's what some of us believe, don't we? Some of us were actually raised in believing that. We're raised in believing that, that God is adding up our sins. That God has, has accounted for all of our sins and that, and that God is looking at us when we sin and going, huh, here we go again. He'll be back again now looking for forgiveness for that sin again. He'll never learn, will he? That's how we think, don't we? Or some of us think. Some of us are raised in that way of thinking. But the fact of the matter is that when we made Jesus the Lord and Savior of our life, God dumped that filing cabinet. Amen. Glory to God. God ain't judging your sin against you anymore. Amen. Because all of your sins were laid on Jesus. Amen. He, he bore all of our sins. Amen. He took them all. Others believe that in heaven God has this great whiteboard. That on this whiteboard, every time we sin, God makes another note of the sin we've just sinned. And it's this, this infinite number of sins we've sinned are there. But when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, God wiped that whiteboard clean. And what did he wipe it clean with? He wiped it clean with the blood of Jesus Amen. that paid for our sins. And in the blood of Jesus is this agent that does not allow God to write any of our sins against us anymore. Amen? Isn't that great news? Amen. That's fantastic news. Amen. That we are forgiven. All of our sins that, that, that we ever sinned, that were ever held against us, are wiped clean. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. The Lord. And we can have a relationship with a holy God because our sins are taken care of. Amen. The second thing is he remembers our sins no more. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 25 says, I, even I... He who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and I will not remember your sins. Glory to God. That's fantastic news. Amen. Amen. Church, it's God's choice. It's his choice not to remember your sins anymore. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 12 says, For he is merciful to the unrighteous and their sins and lawless deeds he will remember no more. Praise the Lord. I am so glad of that anyway. It's not that God is getting old. He's not getting forgetful. He's not at a place there now where he just can't be bothered anymore. The Word of God says he chooses to remember your sins no more. Amen. Amen. But here's the thing. The enemy is a liar, isn't he? And the enemy has no problem. He has no issue in reminding you of your sins. The enemy is the one that when you sin last week... The same sin that you've sinned 15 times already this month with. The enemy is the one who will be quick to remind you of that. He'll say, oh, here we go again. Same old sin you're falling back into again. You've done that already seven times this week. 15 times this month. It's the enemy that has no problem in reminding you of your sins. It's not God, amen? Because God, as an act of his will, chooses to remember your sin no more. Amen? And if God does that for us, we need to do that to others as well. How many of us are holding sins against people who hurt us and sinned against us in the past? And it may be years. How many of us are holding sin against our kids? Sins against our wives? Sins against our husbands, our friends, our workmates, people who have hurt us in the past. How many of us are holding sins against them? without giving them the same forgiveness that God gives us. Amen. Hey, listen, it's not that, you know what, if someone hurt you and abused you in the past, it's not that you have to be in a relationship with them. Amen. But amen. you do have to forgive them, amen? amen? You do have to walk in forgiveness. Amen. You don't have to make him your best friend or have him on Facebook. Amen. But God says you have to forgive. Yes, Lord. It's the enemy that wants us to hold on to sin. Yes, Lord. It's the enemy that wants us to remember the sin, the sin that people sinned against us. But God is saying, hey, listen, I don't remember your sin anymore. I choose Amen. to forget. Amen. And we need to learn to choose to forget too. Amen? 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 Amen. You say to me, I'm not God. <laughs> I can't choose to forgive and forget sin. But God doesn't... Uh, um, it's, not, it's not that... The Bible doesn't say that God doesn't say he forgets your sin. It says that he chooses to remember it no more. That's right. God has chosen not to remember your sin anymore. And even though people have sinned against you and hurt you, we need to learn to choose not to remember their sin anymore. Amen. 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 One of the attributes of God in the Word of God is that he's omniscient. He knows everything. <laughs> Amen. He, he knows everything. He, 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 he knows he knows the number of hairs on your head. He knows everything. But God chooses to remember your sin no more. I'm so thankful for that. Amen. Praise the Lord. Third thing. Final thing. Says he releases us from our iniquities. Isn't that great? When, when God says he releases us of our iniquities, that paints a picture to me. That God opens the cell door and he says you're free. He says you're free. You're free to go. Get out. But there's so many of us, even though that God has set us free, there's so many of us that choose to stay and live in that self. We choose to live in our iniquities. We keep beating ourselves up over the mistakes we made in the past. We can't seem to go forward in life because we're always looking at our past. We're always judging ourselves by the things we did in the past. Hey, listen, if you knew what i done in the past, you wouldn't say that. I was a bad person in the past. I hurt so many people. I stole from people. I deceived people. I abused people. I, you know, you tell me that God has forgiven me and has released me of my iniquities. How can God release me when I can't release myself? We need to learn to release ourselves. Amen? Amen. Amen. We need to learn that whom the sun sets free is, is really free indeed. Amen? And even though, yeah, you have a history. You've done some bad things. You hurt some people. You abuse some people. You stole from some people. Even though you have a history, yeah. you've been released. Amen. 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 And when you're released, the only one that's reminding you of your sin is the enemy. Yes. What does the Word of God say? That the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He comes to remind you. Yes, sir. He comes to say to you, Hey, listen, remember that time you've done that before? How can you go into that church and stand there and sing those songs after what you did in the yeah. past? How can you dare to talk to that person knowing that you've robbed and stolen and hurt people in the past? That's the enemy's job, amen? He's good at it. But God's job that he gave Jesus was to set us free. To release us. And he has released us. He's thrown open the doors. He says, hey listen, you're free. Now come out of it. Because in this cell that we live is all of the sins that the enemy remembers written all over the wall. And when before we knew Jesus, we sat in that cell. Really? We, all we saw was abuser. All we saw was thief. All we saw was liar. Yeah. Blasphemer. Yeah. All, all we saw on the wall of this cell that we lived in was all the transgressions, all of our wrongdoings. Yeah. But when Jesus came and died for us and we received him as our Lord and Savior, he opened the door of that cell and he said, Come out. Here's the thing. He won't drag you out. He will not drag you out. He will not make you do anything against your will. He has set you free. But you need to choose to walk in that freedom. Amen. Amen? Amen. And one of the benefits that we have in knowing God is our freedom. Freedom from our transgressions. Who forgives us. Psalms 103 and says in verse 3. Who forgives us and releases us from all of our iniquities amen Amen. you see the reason that god can forgive us from all of our sins is that the price has already been paid the price is paid and god will not charge you for something that he's already charged on jesus and jesus has paid the bill amen Amen. that's great news and listen if i said to you hey listen I seen you in a restaurant and you were eating your food at your family and I was finished before you and I walked out before you and as I walked out, I asked the server as I paid my bill, I said, hey, give me IO's bill too. Yeah. And I said, I oh, take care, I'm, I'm paying IO's bill too. And I write a check for my bill and her bill and I say, that when she comes up to pay, tell her it's paid. Yeah. And how foolish would that be as if IO was walking out, she said, no, I insist on paying my bill. She wouldn't. Because her bill has been paid. We need to realize that our bill, the cost, the price of all of our sins has been paid. And if we seem to think that we should continue to walk in that life of of all of our... the reminder of all of our sins and transgressions, then we're wrong. All we're doing is we're seeing that Jesus set us free and has asked us to come out of the cell. And we're saying... I'm staying put. I'm going to wallow in my own sins because I feel that I need to pay for my sins. Don't we have a problem in the world today where people think that they need to do penance for their own sins? Amen. We live in a world today where people feel that they need to do penance for their own sins. That's a disgrace on Jesus. Amen. Because he paid the price for every one of our sins so that we don't need to pay that price he has released us from all our iniquities and god will not charge us a second time amen the price has been paid we have been released church divine forgiveness is a gift it is a benefit from knowing god and we need to know it amen you need to know it one john one and nine final scripture If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. Church, you have been forgiven. The cell door has been thrown open. The things you've done in the past, the transgressions you've done in the past, they are wiped away, taken care of. The bill is paid in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen?